Welcome back to Therapist Watching Bravo with me, Amanda. And me, Madeline. We are friends and psychotherapists, and we co-host this podcast together, and we are therapists who watch Bravo. We love Bravo. (laughs) We love Bravo. And today, we have kind of a cool episode. We're going to focus on the first four episodes of Real Housewives of OC. We're going to get into some cheating some affairs more scandals more scandals i think we're probably all burned out on that word by now but scandal is here to stay i don't know especially in the bravo universe especially forever yes and i don't know i think there's like half of us that are like really over scandal and then the other half that still can't get enough i thought to myself today i was like damn i kind of miss vanderpump i so do i (laughs) i'm like what are they doing right now like it's a strange addiction <laughs> it really is like i'm way too invested in their lives. i know i know um but it's before fine. before we get into um the episode uh madeline how you doing i am doing pretty good i'm pretty good i'm kind of tired I, I find myself saying that i think when i i, I hit a slump on thursdays when we record because yeah. i'm like Whew, it's been a week I'm telling you that my that marketing grind is a whole different energy than like using your clinical skills because it's like I don't know I wasn't born like to do this like it's, marketing thing so it's so much figuring out it is and you have to like it's a whole like hi oh my god where'd you go to school you know it's like all that stuff so it's like instead of like tell me about your parents you know like <laughs> I like that more than I like you know the surface level stuff but it's going good um yeah, John Hamm is freaking engaged. For those of you who are in the know of my John Hamm obsession, Madeline is not doing well. I am devastated. Like literally a week ago, I was talking about how much I love him. Who is he engaged to? I don't even know. Some girl, <laughs> some girl who's like my age. So it could have no. been me. It could have been me. Sorry, Austin. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was devastating. But other than that, honestly, life is good. We're going to the lake this weekend with my parents, and it's gonna be great. Celebrate the fourth. And and hang out. It's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah, what's new with you? Uh, we're going to the lake, too, to celebrate the 4th. We're headed out tomorrow, so that'll be good. But really, not much to update. Um, Wilder's well, still cute as ever. Yeah, he bit my Achilles tendon. Wh- what? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that was possible. I know. I was, like, sitting on the bar still doing my hair, and he came up and... <laughs> He's a savage, and I really like it. I know, he is, so... Love him. Cutie. Um, okay, we have a couple pod updates. Yes, some housekeeping things. Madeline had a really good idea. So I think that it's time. Now that we are starting to get more followers on our Instagram, which is so fun. Thanks for following along. Follow us at Therapists Watching Bravo on Instagram and also email us at therapistwatchingbravo at gmail.com. Yes. Also, it's therapist with an S because there's two of us. I know. I keep forgetting like every time I look it up. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's plural. Um, So, yes, therapist watching Bravo on Instagram. But I was thinking now that we have more followers and people are kind of long for the ride a little bit, I thought it'd be a great time for us to do an AMA. So ask me anything. So if you have any burning questions about the Bravo universe or things that you want to ask a therapist in general, uh, things that tie into Bravo, things, honestly, that don't. Like, I, I don't care. What do you think, Amanda? Is that oh, totally. like, just like broad whatever? Just whatever questions you have for us. 
Or what shows you want us to cover yeah. or other ideas you had thought about. We're Content trying to... you're craving yes. in this space. Anything that you're looking for. We would love to hear your feedback and any questions you have. We're trying to kind of uh, find the path of the podcast and like we're going to cover OC. We want to know what else you guys want us to cover. Yeah. We also were thinking about doing the Enneagram. Oh yeah. And That's happening. The Bravo Celebs. Yeah. Not thinking we are. That's it's upcoming. It's totally going to happen. Um, we had another idea. We're going to dive more into cheating and affairs and recovering from them, mm-hmm. the different types of cheaters, what you, yeah. what to do if you think you're going to cheat, yep. how to handle that in your relationship. Yep. Also, if you have other just relationship questions. Oh my gosh. Hit us in that AMA box. We want to hear it. We are here for it. Here for it. Okay. Switching gears a little bit before we dive in. One last thing on the housekeeping thing. Madeline and I, as we were trying to figure out the podcast, just could we just aborted episode one. No, we literally, okay, we recorded a whole ass episode one. And we, you know, of anything that you're starting, like you have the nervous energy and all that. So that lives on episode one, first of all. And second of all, we are not technically... Um, I don't know, savvy enough to figure out how to get it uploaded because it was, I'm not even going to get in the details of it, but we like goofed it up. So anyways, so that's why our feed is like, <laughs> starts at episode two. We're going to fix that. Um, but the thing is on episode one, Amanda and I talked about how we met and I think that might be a good, like fun introduction to like bring back since that's like lost in the internet universe somewhere. We should probably come back and circle back to that. Yeah. We just want to share a little bit about who we are yes. and like why we wanted to do this podcast. Yes. So, um, taken aback Madeline and I met like what 2016 I was just about to ask you what year it was probably 2016 2016 I think we were both going to Auburn War Eagle War Eagle I'm a little bit older than Madeline so I was in grad school Madeline was an undergrad and I was doing therapy and Madeline was working in the clinic and that is where our bond began yes <laughs> she was like my only friend in Auburn because <laughs> I moved there knowing no one. Oh my so, gosh that must have been so hard to adjust to that honestly oh it was terrible yeah. and then I finally I met my husband in Auburn in we love Gardner we, we love Gardner I met him in January and then he moved to Atlanta in May so I was oh, like, that's right I forgot it was that yeah so I was like I found a person and then he left me yeah I had a few friends like that senior year it was hard yeah yeah um but that's how we met. And it, and then Madeline got into grad school to yes. become a therapist. And we just kind of, then we both moved to Atlanta. Yeah. I moved and then you moved. We both married engineers. Yes. Which is kind of funny. We overlap so much. It's honestly really kind of crazy. Yeah. Like I've, I said this in the original episode and like it just kind of fell out of my mouth and I was like, oh, that does actually make a lot of sense. But Amanda has really been like an unspoken big sister to me because she has kind of always been like a couple steps before me. And so it's been really nice because, you know, I went to Auburn and I saw her doing the grad school thing and I was like, oh, I can do the grad school thing. And then, you know, she moved to Atlanta and I was like, I can do the Atlanta thing. And, you know, I can do the therapist thing and I can marry an engineer. You know, it's just like, (laughs) it's just funny how it like all lined up. I know. Which we've also talked about this a lot. Apparently it's a thing for therapists and engineers to be together because we know several people like that yeah like I don't know if it's just like a balance of like we got the creative mind and they've got like the really practical mind but it's a thing it is a thing I've heard of two other things as well oh. therapists and lawyers oh fun which I also think that makes sense and then I do know I, a few of those actually on a totally different wavelength evidently pilots and nurses 
that's a thing as well. Oh, wow. So call us out. You know, just share if you guys have any other common kind of couples that yeah, get together. Yeah, any common pairings. We'd love to hear that. Love to see a pattern. But yeah, that's how, that's how we met. And it's really just been a beautiful friendship ever since. Yeah. Now we're just Atlanta, Georgia peaches over here. ATLN. ATL ho. ATL ho. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just kind of wanted to say that. Also, we worked at a nonprofit together, too. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, my God. I, I know. I was, it was like, so long when, ago. I literally was like, when? But, yeah, no, we did work together. That was fun. I know. Because it was pre-pandemic, and we would go into schools and do mental health education, which was really fun. Those were good times. Which I feel like was kind of a connection yeah. or a, a seed planted yeah. to kind of start the podcast. Because Honestly, we love talking about mental health. But like we educational wanted... stuff. Yeah. Like, that's fun. Yeah. And we yeah. wanted to do it in, like, this fun way that we're doing now. And we both love Bravo. Yeah. So we thought that's kind of how this, like, whole idea came together. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good point. Because when you're talking to kids like that, you have to be really creative and engaging. And it yeah. can't just be, like, mental health matters. Bullet and point, bullet point. Yeah, reframe your thoughts. Like, no one, Yeah. Like, you got to be engaging. So I, I like making spicy mental health talks. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be boring. And it kind of came, like, came to light, because Mal and I have been friends, we've been talking about this stuff for years. Yeah. Uh, we, like, got together, and we're kind of figuring out, we're talking about, like, where we wanted our careers to go. Yeah. And we're both therapists, like, working in private practice, but, like, also wanting to do something yeah. else. Yeah, because, I don't know if you guys know. it. Yeah, yeah, but, like, therapists, like, full-time only see maybe, like, 15 to 20 clients a week. So yeah. There's a lot of other time. In yeah, the week. there's like administrative time, but there's, I don't know. I enjoy the flexibility of it, honestly. Yeah, it's really 100%. nice. But yeah, I think we were both kind of looking to do something like different and fun. And yes. so this was like a really fun like blend of all the things that we've done before and things we have done before. So yeah. So we, we had a, a couple glasses of wine <laughs> <We did. laughs> and, and Madeline, you came up with the name. Oh, I did. You did. That... did you even know that? No. You said <laughs> therapist watching Bravo. And I, was, I was like, yes. for the record, I was not drunk, but I just say things and forget like all the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That we just, did. <laughs> that we, was fun. That was really fun. Um, okay. Shifting. We just kind of wanted to update you guys on that. Yeah. Um, but shifting gears. Um, okay. So I was watching the first couple episodes of OC. Yes. And for the record, I have not seen OC. And so if you have not seen Real Housewives of Orange County, you're, it's okay. We will bring you along with us. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, totally. You don't have to know really anything about it. It's just kind of our leaping point to go into cheating. Yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. sparked a lot of thoughts and, and a lot of so connections. Much, there's so much cheating in the Real Housewives and Bravo universe. And so, in the world. In the, in the world. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a, yeah, launching point. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the main reasons I see couples. So. Yeah. yeah it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. But before we dive into that. They were wearing low-rise jeans. On, I'm not doing it. It's offensive to me. I won't ever go back. Like, okay, if you can I want above the belly button. Yeah, no, I, I, it's not, it's not for, me and my house were wearing high-rise pants forever. Like, that's not gonna happen for me. It's so, you know what, I don't want to like, I listen to another podcast and they talk about not yucking people's yums. And I, I hate, it sounds weird, but like, I really agree with that. I'm like, okay, if you want to do that, do you. But for me, there is not a freaking chance in hell you'll catch me in low rise jeans. Never. Never, ever. It's offensive. I, I was just upset about that. I mean, Britney Spears is the only one. She can do it. I, yes. Yes. She was born to do that. Yeah. It's just, I can't. No. And I won't. 
No. I can't and I won't. I can't and I won't. You can't make me. <laughs> Gen Z. You know, technically I'm a zillennial. I, are you in zillennial? No. Yeah, I'm like on the cusp. I just learned this recently. I, I th- thought I was millennial this whole time. I think I'm like the last of the, the millennials. regular millennials. Yeah. Yeah, you are in that transition zone. Yeah. Because I get, I get both sides, you know? You there's do. A, there's a lot going on on both sides, but There yeah. is. There is. Yeah. Uh, okay, the one other thing that I feel like not really ages us, but like kind of, is Heather Dubrow's kids are going to college and she was talking about her kids don't have to learn how to do laundry because they have laundry services <laughs> in the dorm now. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, Dang. I think it's, like, a, a part of... I would have thrived. Whether you live in the dorm or not, of, like, figuring out how to do that. I mean, I, I already knew how to do my own laundry before I went to college, but, like... I'm embarrassed. I really didn't. My mom spoiled me in that way. I didn't do it until, I swear, I know, I'm kind of embarrassed You don't that. look like one of those people. I know. <laughs> Thank you, I think. <laughs> no, Lucy, Lucy spoiled me. I didn't do laundry. But she made me do so much other stuff that I'm, like, um. kind of surprised that... I mean, maybe I knew a little bit, but I had never really just, like, done my laundry consistently when I went to college, but... You so, seem well adapted, though. Thank, thank you, honestly. I so really appreciate that. Others. There's hope for all of us. <laughs> but I would have freaking loved that in college. Are you kidding me? That would have been amazing. It's just wild. There... I, I also remember, like, I don't know why, but it was, like, such a thing when I first went to college, like, my very first semester, of, yeah. like, thinking people weren't going to steal your laundry. Oh, my God. That was, honestly, there was so, so much drama around laundry. The first couple times I did it, I would sit in the laundry room the entire time. Like, oh I, I don't you know who I thought. the whole time? Yeah, like a loser. See, this is the difference between me and you. I'm way too trusting. I would be like, hmm, if it's gone, it's God said it was meant to be. Like, I'm just like a paranoid rule follower. <laughs> there was, okay, there was a girl in my sorority who told us, she was like an older girl, and she told us that she like... I think we must have been freshmen and she was like telling us how to like do stuff as a college kid and she was like y'all the first year I was in college I forgot to put detergent in I thought it just like came with it I was like what like it was crazy I thought that was the funniest thing so she just was getting wet clothes and then trying them for a year like you thought you like she would have picked up on that sooner I know like obviously they smelled bad so I don't know I don't know what she was doing like I I don't know if everybody just thought she was stinky but I just thought that was hilarious it's just it's just like a learning curve of life oh my god that was that was a thing though when people like moved it it like did it like people would like move your laundry before you were ready to move it and that was drama no because if you were hogging the washer your shit was getting kicked out man man I did not I do not miss those days no and Auburn had to pay for it yeah I think you did I think right I didn't go to Auburn for undergrad. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, you didn't have to do laundry at Auburn. I just thought about that. Oh, <laughs> I just did it at MSU. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you have to pay for it? I think so. I think with, like, our little cards. I can't remember. That's definitely, it should be definitely be included. Come on. I just. Like, tuition so much. Right. Give us free laundry. Right. Anyways. We'll petition that. We... Well, now they just pay for the laundry service. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> okay, I just thought that was wild, no, that was wild from the episode of how times have changed. Because it doesn't feel like we went to college like that long ago. No, but I mean, I guess it's literally been, I was going to say five years. Has it been five years for me? Because I graduated in 2017, so math. I get, I don't, longer, I don't six. Oh my God. Uh, I know, I graduated in 2015. I'm 30. How, how old are you? I'm 28. I'll be 29 in March. That's a long, that's too soon to say that. What? In March. That's like almost a year from now. <laughs> yeah. Next year, whatever. 
Like you just turned 28. I just turned 28. Yeah, you're right. I have no concept of time anymore. It might as well be like I know, December. You just said that dead ass serious. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Getting okay. Roasted on a we, okay, we are switching gears. Any, um, anywho, huh? Okay. One other thing that I was like noticing in the episodes, obviously like all of the plastic surgery and the Botox and the fillers. And it was just like making me think about when does it cross a line yeah. of when everyone starts looking really similar or you know mm. how people say it looks like that everyone looks like the Kardashians yeah and when does it like cross a line of just you know doing something to like make yourself feel good yeah versus I don't even know what the line is to cross honestly it's it's such a I love this conversation because I was talking to my mom about this earlier today like I prescribe to Dolly Parton feminism in a lot of ways because I'm like do what you want with your body that makes you feel good. Like, do you? Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. There's also another part of me, like, when celebrities do it and they don't talk about the procedures or, you know, prescription drugs that they have taken to, 100%. you know, look the way they do. I think people compare themselves to that. That's where I feel like it's really damaging. And it's not natural. Yeah, it's not natural. So it's like, oh, I look like this, but that person, like, you think that's how they naturally look, but it's not. So it's like, I'm kind of like in the camp of like, you do you, but I really like it when people are... But like, also be honest and transparent. Exactly. I like it when people are transparent yeah. about it. It, it. I think that is really... It's like, if you do that, there's no shame in your game, but like, just be honest so people aren't comparing themselves to that. Yeah. Like an unrealistic natural standard. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's kind of my take on that. There's... A- I totally agree with you, yeah. but it's also like kind of tricky because if you're like self-conscious about something it, yeah, and then you don't want to be honest, I don't yeah. hate on that either. Yeah. It's it just, it's all so confusing, I think. It, yeah. It's, it's a definitely like a sensitive, touchy, you know, subject, subject. or whatever. There's yeah. also this wild thing on, I'm on like therapist Reddit and someone was asking like Shit. they were, well, I, I need to get on there <laughs> it's wild I'm sure um but people were we said I think this is so stupid because like we're humans first like therapists yeah. second like yeah. you have to live your life right um but they were saying they wanted to get Botox and other people were like well I don't think there's a lot of people supporting it but other people were like no mm-hmm. you need to fully express your emotions and also what does that say to your clients about accepting yourself yeah okay that is tricky too like but I think it's fine yeah I'm kind of like you do you like I don't know if you're not do what makes you feel confident in your skin I just feel like every single part of being a therapist can't like yeah it can't be be to be helping others yeah I agree like you you have to pour into yourself if you want to get rid of your wrinkles or whatever I bet you have a ton of clients that like want to do the same thing whether they have the means to do it or not like you're also a human it's fine to want that right yeah I, I totally agree with that, actually, because it, it can be like, I think some therapists make it their entire identity to where it's like they filter every thought and choice through that lens. And I don't think that that's always necessary because you're just like you said, you're human first. Yeah. Like you got to live your life. And if, like, I don't know, for me, I'm kind of like, eh, I want to show up as my most confident self. And if that's something that does help me feel like my, my confidence. And self, that's legit. Yeah. Like. I'm going to do me then, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's just, it's different for everybody. People do get like heated about this topic. They do. A lot of the time. They do. 
Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. And I thought it was interesting because on the show, uh, one of the housewives, Heather Dubrow, her husband is like a big uh, plastic surgeon. Yeah. And the other housewives were like, man, if my husband did that, I'd be in there every single day. Right. I just like, thought that was interesting. Because I was like, where? Yeah. That's a lot. I Yeah, I, I'm not anti plastic surgery no, not but at like all. that's like yeah it could be it can get intense and it's, and like, it's like when does it cross like a maybe even like a mental health line yeah it's, it's like it's just like everything it's not black and white no like it's it is nuanced and it's just like i don't i don't really know what the line is like i was talking i haven't watched real housewives of miami but there is a housewife i think it's marisol and i watched she was on the ultimate girls trip and i her mom is basically she's done so much plastic surgery that she was like botched essentially and it was it was hard watching marisol talk about it she was like sobbing because i mean she doesn't recognize she doesn't recognize her mom yes so like there anything can do can go too far yeah you know and so i think it's just about like being you know in reality but also like you know and i just think it's interesting for and again i'm not talking about uh a facelift or right. a filler or a Botox or yeah. um, breast augmentation. I'm not talking yeah. about like little stuff, but when people do like a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And then they also have kids and then mm. the kids are watching them do that. Yeah. You know, I, I just like wonder at what point, mm-hmm. like what that conversation is like or at what point that becomes confusing yeah. or where is like the part of also loving yourself right. accepting yourself what is like a like, natural body yeah. i don't know yeah no it's like i don't know like have you seen on instagram how people are talking about almond moms mm-hmm. like you know like how your parents i think we could do a whole freaking episode on this too but like how your parents talk about their yeah. self-image and body image affects how you as a child see your self-image and body image uh-huh. i think so that, i agree that is important you just said what i was trying to say way better and it's like those explicit messages yeah. of them talking about the surgery or, or them saying like i you know pinching their love handle right but it's also like the implicit messages of yeah it's what's said and then also it's just kind of implied yeah yeah exactly like oh my body is wrong like you're it's crazy how much your parents like shape your lens cannot be like diminished like it is it just it shapes how you see things and you don't you're not you don't have to be your parents you don't have to turn into them or whatever and like you know how they see the world shapes how you see the world and yeah. if your mom or dad or whoever you internalize that you voice in, you internalize that voice if they're like constantly talking down about their body and their how they look naturally or whatever that's gonna affect how you see yourself so i agree like that is a fine line yeah like you want to be empowered but you don't want to like diminish yourself it's it is tricky it's just interesting yeah yeah so, moral of the story, love yourself, and the people around you will probably be encouraged to love themselves and empowered to love themselves, too. Yeah. Ryan, and if you have any other thoughts. Yeah, please do. AMA box. AMA. Okay, switching gears to the even juicier stuff. Let's go. Cheating. Okay, so this is just, like, bringing up a lot because, uh, and I'll just give a little background of OC, but then we're going to just dive more into, like, cheating and affairs, yeah. like we were mentioning earlier. So, uh, what, there's a new housewife on OC. Her name is Jen, and she has a boyfriend, Ryan, and it's really funny because on last season, there was a Jen and Ryan that got kicked off. That's, they were, like, on it for one season, the and then odds. they just got replaced. That's and they, wild. And they kind of look the same, too. <laughs> 
Um, That's pretty funny. So I just thought that was funny. Um, but so the story is Jen went to uh, Tamara and Eddie's, Tamara's another housewife, their gym that they had opened for 10 years. So yeah. they were all, you know, acquaintances, friends, gym friends, that right. kind of thing. Same friend group. Um, and then what came to light later on is that Jen and Ryan had been having an affair. Jen was married to someone else who's, like, not on the show. Right. Um, And this was, like, two years ago. Um, So now they're in the process. I don't know if they're divorced or getting divorced. But now Jen and Ryan are together, and they got together while she was cheating on her husband. Oh, so they both cheated on separate partners, and now they're together. I don't think Ryan was with anyone. I think it was just Jen. Oh, okay. So I I think Ryan was single, and Jen was married. Okay, got it. Okay, but now they're getting divorced or whatever. Um, How long were they together? The I think her and her husband, they have like five kids. Oh, wow. I mean, it was like a long, I don't know how long, but a long time. Like, they have teenage kids i mean the time you have to be pregnant alone it's like that's (laughs) that's a long long time time. yeah yeah so so at least that amount of time that just like sparks so much yeah stuff yeah um i will say as a side note like look behind the curtain type note amanda is works with mostly like couples and individuals i would say is your caseload mostly couples mostly couples and yeah or individuals with relationship issues. Yeah. And, uh, and Amanda's training, I actually got to watch Amanda do therapy back in the day behind like a double like mirror glass window thing. Yeah. In school. It was allowed. They knew it was. was, Yeah. They signed waivers and everything. They knew that people were, you know, it was for learning purposes, but, um, she's fabulous with couples and, and I do more like individual and like family. Um, so Amanda has a lot of really interesting insight. I do some couples, but Amanda's like really knowledgeable about this couple stuff. So it's, it's really fun. She's kind of like, She's done very specific trainings into this, so it's it's fun to listen to her to go into it. Oh, yeah. This is the stuff that I love. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. So one, it kind of was coming to, again, I think uh, going back, and it also was making me think about Scandaval yeah. it was, and Tom and Ariana, and you brought up, it was also making you think of- Like Tom and Luann from- New York. Rony, yeah. Um, so what's interesting is when cheating happens- in a relationship obviously it is so horrible and terrible it is seriously like uh this is like the first thing I always tell I'm not going to talk about any cases or anything I never would do that but I always tell like the couples I'm working with right it's like a if you're walking on the street and a bomb went off right like any like that's what it's like in your relationship so anything you'd expect so disruptive in real life if a bomb went off like flashbacks anxiety yeah nightmares um what a great analogy freaking out yeah that is going to happen in your relationship right if cheating goes on so it's really really scary and destructive threatens the safety of the relationship threatens everything that you thought was like yeah. is no longer right and i think one of the interesting things about these connections of the three couples is they are all there's different types of of cheating and there's different types of affairs and they are I don't want to say like on a spectrum but there's types of cheating that are like you can't really recover from right and there's other types of cheating that you can totally recover from right so like they've done a study and I think it's about two-thirds of couples if like both people are committed and the affair has ended that can recover from an affair yeah and actually go on to have like a really nice relationship I love to hear that I know like that's really encouraging not that I'm like go out there and cheat but like it is nice to hear that people can get past it because I feel like in media and movies it's like I'm done I'm walking away forever and like 
if that's what you do, that's what you do, and that's that's right. And sometimes that's the right thing to do. Right, totally. But like, it's it's kind of nice, and I I just unexpected to hear that. It's not like if if people are together for years and you're in a monogamous relationship, yeah, it is not totally unheard. It's more common than you think that someone has had an affair or something along those lines, right? Um, so there's and there's like different kinds. Like I was saying, there are the people who like have a one night stand, Mm -hmm. like just one. There are people that have emotional affairs, like kind of like Jim and Pam did on The Office, where it's just kind of a flirtation type deal. Or people that have more relationships or people that continuously cheat over and over on every partner. Right. So obviously, if you're a serial cheater, which I'm looping way back to, like Tom and Luann, like Tom on Ariana, like this Jen and Ryan, he seems like a serial cheater because Jen kind of dropped a bomb that he had cheated on every single partner he had ever been with. Like he had never been faithful. Yeah. So that is a totally different situation than if you're with someone for a long amount of time and then an affair happens. It's also diagnostic when the cheating happens. Hmm. If it happens early on in the relationship, not good. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what I think, like, watching Tom and Luann. Like, not good. He was, he cheated on her the, the two days before they got engaged or something like that. It was very, not good. very soon. Yeah. It yeah. was wild. That is really, uh, in, that's really different than being together six, seven years, yeah. a dozen years, 20 years or something like that, where right. you have a whole life and things get crazy, but you have had a relationship for a very long time. Right. That's a way different scenario. Yeah. But what was, like, interesting is he had... In OC, Ryan had cheated on every single partner. Like, that is a huge red flag. Yeah. And I'm really interested what's going on internally for him. Like, whether yes. that's, like, an insecurity Why? or an attachment issue or, like, what is that speaking Why does that go him? on? Right. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because if you're going to see if you can recover from this affair like yeah. when a lot of people are like yeah we're gonna stay together right or no we're done like this is the last thing you've done a bunch of other shit or this is you know the second or third affair or something like that totally understandable but if it's also common to be in that limbo of are we aren't we mm-hmm. how what is the path forward if we are going to choose to recover yeah and going back to your point one of the first things is what made you vulnerable to the affair yeah so the person that cheated if you're going to recover has got to do some self-work yeah. on what made them vulnerable to the repair yeah i mean what made them vulnerable to the affair right <laughs> <laughs> secondly are they going to repair what made them vulnerable to mm-hmm. the affair yeah and what's really tricky is that's like a lot of hard work and can yeah. be a lot of relationship work yes And I want to break this down slowly. So if someone cheats, that is their fault. Yeah. There is nothing that you could have done to make your partner cheat. Right. They chose to handle whatever was going on with them. Yeah, like outside of... Outside of the relationship. relationship. Right. Um, So it's never your fault. It's not like you were not sexy enough or not fun enough. Or you weren't having enough sex or things like that. Yeah. Um, However those there could be relationship factors that need to be worked on right that require the participation of the other partner of the person who got cheated on which can be really freaking hard when you just got hurt right right it's hard to be like okay whatever let's work on this together because you are feeling hurt and down and confused yeah there's a lot going on there oh my god and it's like this crazy thing of 
you are the one I love and you are the one that comforts me when I'm hurt normally, but you're the one that hurt me. Yeah. So it is this crazy, like, I need you. I hate you. I need you. Come be with me. Come help me. Go away. I don't want to see you. I'm so mad at you. Right. Right. It's wild. I mean, it is really difficult to do. It can be done. Yeah. But I'm just saying this as a a part of what to expect. Or if that has happened to you, if you felt that way, that it's just like a really freaking normal part of the process. Yeah. But like going back to like the second point is, is the person who cheated willing to repair or understand Mm -hmm. or fix what made them vulnerable to the affair? There are so many moving pieces in that because the person who is the cheater, like they have to do a lot of internal work and like self-work and also work in the relationship. And And then the Be willing to share that with their partner. Yeah. Of like, I was feeling lonely. Right. Because they must feel scared in the first place because they're not bringing it into the relationship. Like there's already some level of an obstacle of like, I don't... Some level of avoidance. Yeah, there's something in the relationship or there's something within me that I don't feel comfortable bringing it to you and so I'm going to go outside and so I think that there's a lot of I mean it really can be a good turning point in a relationship honestly it can be a really heat like not healing you know but like be the catalyst to look at where there were some cracks in the relationship and again it's not excusing the cheater's behavior no but you know it could be like a wake-up call in some ways yes Um, I hope it doesn't have to get to that for you to like change things in your relationship and have a healthier relationship but you know if you're gonna have something like that that's really you know shitty happen and you want to repair, I think it can come back even stronger. Yeah, and kind of going to what you were saying of like the third point of if you want to repair, a part of that is is the partner who cheated willing to do what it takes to rebuild trust and repair. Yeah. And that is something that is looks different for every single couple, mm-hmm. but it is something to be put in place for several months for a year for two years of adding extra security to the relationship in to with the end goal in mind of so we don't have to do this stuff anymore yeah so it's like when the person who got cheated on says hey i'm feeling triggered i'm scared something's happening can you show me your phone can i read your text yeah that the cheater says Yes, you can look at my phone and you hand it over right there. Yep. Or you share location right. or you communicate more or you're sharing what was happening internally for you leading up to the affair. Right. And answering questions like, this is how I would go do it and then come home to you. Right. Um, there's a lot to that. Yeah. It takes a kind of a vulnerability on the back end. Oh, like if you're going to heal, it's going to have to be really transparent. It's going to have to be really raw and honest. And, yes. um, that's, a, and it, it's hard because like, like we were saying earlier, like there probably wasn't that on the front end. There's so much hiding yeah. and concealing. So there's, there's a lot. And that is like a part of what is so destructive about the fairs. It's not just the fact that you were with someone else. Yeah. It's that like you had all of these secrets that I didn't know about. Yeah. And so it's like, what else do I not know about? It's just like when trust is shattered in a relationship like that, it can be so damaging. And it's also like really difficult because like you and your partner have this own world and this own bubble that you guys created together. Like this own life that you built together where it's you and your family that exist in that. Love bubble. And then Teresa. Love bubble. Yes. (laughs) And then your partner went off 
and made another bubble. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I don't even know that part of you. Yeah, I don't I'm know not... what the fuck's going on in that bubble, but, you know, I don't even know what's going on and in that bubble. And I wasn't included in yeah. that. Yeah. And you're so, like, locked out. It's yeah. It's just so brutal. Yeah. And it's... It... <laughs> We, we used to talk, we, back in the day, we tried to do a premarital group. That was fun. But I remember us talking about, in that group, we were talking about how it can feel like a flight or f- fight or flight threat when you feel rejected yes. by your partner or when you feel shut out by your partner. Like, it, your body has a similar response as to, like, a fight. Like, it feels like danger. Yes. Yeah, this is a non-clinical way to say it, but it makes you do crazy shit. It makes you do crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's inherent, it's innate to, like, have a big response when you feel, like... Locked had, out from your partner. Yeah, when you had a safe space and you no longer feel like yes. that space is safe, like, that can be really upsetting and dysregulating. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. It happens a lot. It happens a lot in housewives, like, and obviously in Vanderpump, good Lord. But well, and I think it's like why I wanted to bring it back to, yeah. like, if someone serially cheats, there's not really much to, how can you have a relationship with someone like that? Yeah. yeah like unless that you're point, fine, unless you're not serious right? and you are fine with them being with someone else. There's yeah. not, and on the OC episode, they like, I think they mentioned something to the effect of like Jen and Ryan had gone on like a break or had like a little breakup and he had had sex with someone else right. in that little span. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we're not hating on like being promiscuous or no. having sex. That's yeah. not at all what we're talking like, about. Live your truth. Yeah. Live your truth. Ha- you. Have fun. But Be safe. You, but if you have a pact with a person, honor the pact. Yes. And if you or it's just if you dishonor the pact, like what do we need to do to work through that? Or it's just really telling the like yeah. constant cheating, the second we break up, I go out to someone else. It's yeah. just diagnostic of there not being like a lot of like trust or safety in the relationship. And there's no work on like that not happening again. Right. Right. You know, there's no, what made me vulnerable to cheat on everyone that I've ever been with. Yeah. There's no repairing that vulnerability within me. There's yeah. no sharing with you about that. Yeah. And it was also kind of funny to me because he said like, oh, we've been to, together. They, they're having this moment where Jen and Ryan are talking about that he's cheated on everyone. But yeah. he wants to get married to her and they're going to have a relationship yeah. and this marriage. And he's like, you know, we're two years in and I'm like, that's not long. Right. Yeah. Two years is in not. In the grand scheme of things, that's not that long. No. I mean, on average, the honeymoon phase of a relationship lasts one to three years. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was shorter. Yeah. Oh, it's, I think it can last shorter. That's like yeah. an average of stuff. Right. But it, my point is, is it takes some time to shift more into the attachment, the more committed part of the right, relationship like where the it's like, level. oh shit, are we really going to do this? Right, right. Yeah, it's not infatuation anymore. It's not like, ooh, butterflies all the time. It's just like committed love. Yeah, are we going to keep working on this and working through our individual differences, yeah. our perpetual problems that we talked about in our right. last episode yes. that we all have? I, well, I'm so fascinated by the psychology of somebody who wants to cheat. And Amanda and I were talking about this a little bit before recording. You know, like, people, we're going to have... We have eyes. <laughs> like, you're going to see people. You're human. You're going to have attraction to people. Yes. You're going to, like, if you think, if you thought about cheating or if you thought about another person or been attracted to another person, like, I think that there's a level of that that is normal. Yes. And whether you act on that and, like, honoring how, the pact or not, you know, it's like, that's a different thing. How you choose to handle that. Right. Is the most important thing. Exactly. Like, so, yeah. this brought us to talk about if you think you're going to cheat. Yeah. 
what should you do? What should you do? If you care about your relationship. Right. And you're noticing you were either getting really emotionally close to someone mm-hmm. and you're talking more to them than you are to your partner or right. you're telling them things you can't tell your partner. Yeah. Or if you're starting to become really attracted to someone and it's not just like a flirtation, yeah. like a banter at a bar. Like you're noticing it's getting more serious and more serious and yeah. more entangled. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's your first like initial inclination on what to do with that? So... This is really hard, but be honest with yourself. Yep. And then be honest with your partner. Ooh. So, okay. Like, for example, me talking to Austin about John Hamm and my deep love for John Hamm. Yes. Is that, like, within the realm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> maybe a little different because right. I don't know how. I mean, maybe you're accessible to John Hamm. Right. Yeah, doubtful. <laughs> I do, I do have a friend of a friend who did make out with him. So this is, this could happen. This is on the table. <laughs> and this is what being delusional looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think what's really hard is if you're starting to notice that and it's on your mind and it's growing. Right. I think that's a sign that it's time to tell your partner. Yeah. That it's on your mind and it's growing and it's something you're looking forward to and mm. you're kind of keeping it a secret that means you need to tell them. Yeah. Like, if this is going to be your safe love bubble, like, you need to kind of bring it forth so that they need to be on the same page. Because I would That's imagine, how you nip it in the bud. Right. Because when it's out there, it can't, like, live on. Like, yes. Like, it's just like shame. Like, if you yes. talk about what your shame is, it's going to die in the light. Like, if you talk yes. about, like, something you're hiding... Good you, point. Honest, honestly, like, I'm trying to th- put myself in this position. If Austin was feeling that way, I think I would feel weirdly comforted... In a, in a sense, because oh it's God. like, okay, yes. like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yay, you know, like, no. so glad you feel that way about another person. But I do think it would make me feel like, oh, I really do trust him to bring forth when he is being human and having a human experience. Yes. And like, our, he's putting our relationship first. Like, I, that, that's how I would feel. What you just said was like, beautiful, that like, he's putting your relationship first. Right. And that's what being honest would be about. It's like really hurtful and scary information to get. Yeah. And it's trust building. Right. Right. It's, I thought about you. This -hmm. was coming up for me and I didn't want this to happen to our relationship. So I want to talk to you about it. I want to repair what's making me vulnerable to this. It's just like an impulsive thought. Like you're not, I tell clients all the time, you're not on the hook for the first thought. It's what you do with the second one. Like it is what Ooh, you, it's how good. you reframe it. It's how you work with it. It's how, cause like you're not your thoughts. Like, no. it, and that's not how that goes, but cause you're human and you have human like innate shit going on in your body. And, but what you do with the reframe, mm-hmm. what you do with the second thought that's in your control. That is, that is. And how I would recommend telling your partner is cause this is going to be something that's really hard to do, but really important for the relationship is I would literally say, hey, I have something that's really hard to talk about, yeah. but I want to talk about it with you right. because I love you, because our relationship is so important. Mm-hmm. And then tell them what happened. Yeah. Or tell them what you were thinking or what you were feeling. Yeah. And the point of it is so that the two of you can make a plan so that you keep the relationship safe and sacred. Yeah. Yeah. Sacred is like a great word for that because it's like, okay, yeah. I'm showing you that this is like, paramount yeah this is the most important thing to me and I'm gonna honor that yes I really really like that yeah and then you two together I mean 
There might be some fighting. Mm-hmm. There might be some tears, some yelling. That would just be really totally. normal. Yeah. It, it's it's there really would hard be some stuff. Pain coming yeah, from that. yeah. But after that, I think it would be really nice to like sit down and make a plan together of right. how it to not happen. Like if it's someone at work, how can you not really communicate with them? Mm-hmm. How can you get some space from them? Because yeah. it is really important that like when I'm working with couples who have had affairs that like that relationship has got to be cut off and yeah. it has got to be cut off in a clear way. Like I, I am done. This is no longer, it right. never will be. Right. I'm working on my relationship. Yeah. So that's got to be really clear. Yeah. And even if nothing happened, but like internally you are kind of building that boundary. So you're not getting in a vulnerable situation where something could happen. Yeah. And and for all my people out there who might be um, conflict averse like me, um, it's not my like favorite thing to do, but I will say I've learned in my own growth and being a therapist, having my own therapy, I've learned that every time I put like a, in a, in a solid trusting relationship, whether with, with, it's with Austin or with friends or with family, when I sense an uncomfortable conversation coming up, I tend to want to avoid it. But every sure. time I've leaned into that, most of the time, it, I would say almost all the time. It makes that relationship deeper and richer and more trusting. And there's there's so much goodness on the other side of a hard conversation. There is. And, and, and at times there are there there is that discomfort that comes with it and it's not fun. And mm-hmm. there is that internal like at least for me, like there's internal feel like fear like, oh my God, I'm gonna push you away. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day it's what you don't want to push people away. And like people tend to like have like these deeper connections when they have been more transparent and you're showing up fully. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of fear in bringing that up. So I just wanted to say that because I'm sure it'd be really scary to be like, Hey, I have a crush on someone at the office and it's getting a little like weird and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Like that would be a scary thing to bring up. And I think it could be really beneficial. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that (laughs) conflict-averse part because it it just is really hard. And also, I think Gottman said this, problems are vehicles to intimacy. Ooh. (laughs) I love him. I know. So issues can bring you closer. It's just really hard. Yeah. I also, like, don't want to end this podcast hating on cheaters. (laughs) Yeah. Because I... Yeah, there's something going on. There's something going on. I feel for them. Right. I really, like, don't ever think... While the behavior is destructive, I don't really ever think that cheaters are like, I want to hurt you. Right. Most of the time... And go out doing that. There's something happening inside of them that, like, whenever whatever it is arises, that they choose to go outside of the relationship. They choose a form of avoidance. They choose a form of numbing, maybe, with sex. They choose a form of... Right. Um disconnection with their partner to be connected to someone else i mean it's um i i feel for them as well it's not that's a really good point yeah and i admire anyone who like struggles with this and wants to figure it out yeah yeah that's such a brave thing yes like i'm you know a lot of people i can't remember who said like be curious not judgmental but i think that applies to being yeah to how you approach yourself like if if you find yourself and you're struggling with this like do not judge yourself it's not gonna get you anywhere that goes with any of the stuff that you judge yourself on by the way like bring curiosity into it like what is it about yeah um and that is so much richer of a you know and deeper of a conversation than you know oh this is wrong i'm doing the wrong thing because like yeah 
it, it kind of is, um, especially if you made a pact and you're going outside the rules of relationship. And like, the more you can learn about that, the more you can like work with that. A hundred percent. I feel good about that. I feel good about that feel? as well. I think that's the episode, folks. That's our episode. Um, so follow us on Instagram at therapist watching Bravo. Email us yeah. at therapist watching Bravo at gmail.com. We're going to post the ask me anything this week on our Instagram. Um, I want to hear your questions. Yeah. All, all questions. All are welcome. Yes. So uh, have a good holiday weekend. Woo. Happy 4th of July, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Okay. Bye.